Hey everyone, this is the Story X Story podcast. We talk about stories from film, television, comics, and video games. Stick around for great conversations on stories we love and tips on creating your own. It's episode two on Wednesday, the 5th of June. I'm your host, Lau, MyMatic co founder. Uh, and I'm Nigel, also MyMatic co founder, the other MyMatic co founder. Indeed. I'm Tazzy. Uh online content creator slash streamer. Uh, I'm Gina, I'm the show's producer and number of freelance artists. Awesome. And let's just uh, kick off with some of the things happening in the MyMatter universe. Okay, so recently we were at the MCM Comic-Con in London, which is pretty much the biggest comic book event happens two times a year and um, we had two stands so we were in the comic village and we were also in the kind of main dealer area one on each side of the event it's like an amazing event if you guys haven't checked it out um, it's definitely one to to go to and uh, funny thing like every time we go um, I don't know about you Nigel but like I've I find I'm always at the, the stand, so we don't really get to walk around and see the actual event much. Uh, sometimes we do on our breaks, but this time I rarely got to see anything other than go and pick up food. Um, yeah, me too. No, actually, I lie. I had someone else pick up my food for me, um, oh. so that was a lie. But you make a good point. I just realized we've got, because um, obviously yeah, we're exhibitors, we don't get to see much except for the view behind the tables. But then we do have two people on that actually got to see the event. So it'll be interesting to like compare and contrast like everyone's experiences. Yeah, so Tazzy, um, how was it when you went around MCM this year? Um, I feel like it was a bit different this year. There was a lot more film stuff and um, the game section was bigger. Bigger? Like... Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I don't know. It depends what games you're into. Um, I felt like I think last time they had like massive Yu-Gi-Oh tournament and something else. Um, so that wasn't there. But like Nintendo had a much bigger area, um, and there was like a lot more games that you could actually try to play. And there was a massive VR section. I didn't try any out myself, but I did notice it. And in the film bit as well, there was a lot of, like, films that are coming out showcasing, but they didn't just have, like, oh, we're a film coming out. There was actually things to interact with, which was quite nice, because normally uh, Comic-Con, for me anyway, has just been, like, loads of shopping, Comic Village, and then uh, the big signing queues that I have no interest in, um, and obviously <laughs> panels. I never go to any of the panels or anything on stage. So you waited um, for Sebastian Stan? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but yeah, like it was quite nice. I felt like it was felt a lot more open than usual. Normally I feel so crowded, but I mean, it's always massively crowded, but it didn't feel as crowded as usual. But not like because there was less people. Just I think it had a better layout. <laughs> yeah, I think the layout, or because I was mostly in the dealer area. Um, and like I said, the view from behind the table, um, they changed the layout. So towards the back you can see it's just basically one big walkway and it's quite um a big gap so people basically once you got to the back you can just walk from one end to the other 
um, which was cool uh, because it meant that people get to see more exhibitors. Um, so there's less chance, well, assuming you're in that walkway bit, there's less chance of being missed, which is always like a, a fear in Comic-Con that it's so big you'll just get drowned out. But um, I guess I couldn't complain too much about where we were. Um, and we had a few people like who were looking for us, like stumbled stumbled upon us, like actually like Tazzy, <laughs> um, <laughs> one of the few that stumbled upon us where I know we've gone before and people are like, where are you guys? Tried to find you, couldn't find you. Whereas I think that happened less, but I don't know if that's a coincidence. So, yeah. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Well, I mean, for me, I, I felt like there wasn't as many cosplayers as I normally see. Mm. I heard that. What, what do you guys think? I think the reason why there's not as many cosplayers is because outside is now uh, blocked off to the public um, and you have to have a ticket to get into like the outside area. So whereas before you'd have um, two sort of camps of people, you'd have all the cosplayers that legit just did not buy tickets and not go into actual Comic Con or they only went for like one day um, and they'd spend most of the time outside taking pictures. and then the uh, the cosplayers that would come into Comic Con actually do the whole thing inside. Um, but I think because they've taken away that free access, there's a lot less groups of people, people that would have come inside for one day and cosplayed for the rest of the days, didn't do that because there's the tickets are pricey. Like yeah. cosplay is expensive. <laughs> yeah. like, trying to cosplay and get to con for all three days is expensive, and they've taken away like such a big part of con, which is the people that can't afford to come in can still participate. And then I think that just encourages way more people to come in general. So oh. okay. I feel like that's the reason why. That's just well, my opinion. <laughs> I did not even know about that. Um, yeah. Well, obviously being kind of glued to our stand, so I didn't even get to go outside, which I would have normally done. But that's that's pretty crazy, man. Like, I, hopefully that feedback gets back to them, and you know they they maybe reconsider that because I think it that that was one really kind of defining feature of the Comic Con, like that outside area where everyone was just kind of just chilling, partying, and like just hanging around, taking pictures and whatnot. And I, I really enjoyed it when I used to go around doing photos. Um, so that's quite a shame to hear. I hope they, they do something about that. Yeah. So we got uh, Comic-Con sort of done, and that's part of our sort of what we call a summer event tour. Uh, for those who don't know, what happened is like over summer, we tend to do a lot of conventions, our own events, workshops. So we kind of put them all together into a, uh, a quote-unquote tour where we just put out dates of places we're going to be, what we're going to be doing. And yeah, people can sort of catch us at an event, um, maybe come to like different events in different places. So after Comic-Con, um, our next thing is actually Gamepad and then Hyper Japan. So obviously we've got uh, Tazzy here with us and uh, she is the host of Gamepad. So we're kind of in that final two weeks or so, um, yeah. just like promoting, organizing. So I don't know, Tess, you want to let us know what you've got planned for the event? Yeah, so this bit, this like two weeks leading up to Gamepad is always like super nerve wracking for me because I'm yeah, like, me, I have no idea too. what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> um, when actual fact, I do genuinely have plans. Um, it just feels like I have no idea because it's sort of far away, but not actually far away at all. 
Um, so I will be cosplaying as Lifeline at Gamepad, and um, I'll also be doing a Q&A on streaming. I'm not sure if I'm going to live stream it yet. Um, it just depends on logistics, really, on the day. Um, but I will be uh, doing, like, uh, at my table, Q&A for everyone to come up and ask questions on how to get started on streaming, what it's like to be a streamer, literally anything to do with streaming. Uh, so, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, they're the main two things, as well as hosting and announcing things at the event. But <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we need to get all that ready for you, actually. Um, mental note for later. So, uh, so yeah, so, like, people can check out gamepad.events for information on that. And um, probably in a future podcast, we're going to be talking a bit more about our plans for Hyper Japan where we'll have a stall as normal, but also be having um, or running some gaming activities in a booth. So I thought I'd have more on that, still working out the exact details, but that's like the high, the high point. So we're going to be at Hyper Japan and we're going to be doing some gaming stuff too. So you can come to Gamepad on Saturday, June 22nd, and then catch us again at Hyper Japan if you can't get enough gaming or my matter and us awesome so we're now going to go into our next segment um as you've already heard we have a special guest today which is tazzy uh, who also helps us out with a big part of the gamepad event and um we're just going to hand over to tazzy who's going to talk a little bit about some of the non-gamepad work that she does and where people can find her so over to you tazzy Awesome. So, ah, non-gamepad stuff that I do. So I do everything, uh, first of all. <laughs> but um, the sort of key things at the moment is I'm trying to relaunch my YouTube channel. Um, so feel free to te- check that out. If you just search Tazzy, I do come up. The actual channel channel is Tazzy X. Um, but Tazzy will suffice. Um, I've also joined a stream team woo, um, called Triketra. And... Um, it's a group of streamers that actually uh, most people uh, who are part of the company and are on the stream team and the other teams um, are my friends already which is great I get to be on a team with my friends Um, and yeah I basically stream under their name I do the same as what I do uh, but I'll also be streaming for them a lot Are there any kind of games in particular that you stream um, I stream, oh god, I stream so many games. At the moment, my main focus has been, um, how can I forget the name of the game I play? Apex Legends, there we go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's why I'm cosplaying Lifeline. Yeah. Um, but I do play a variety of games. Um, Legends of Zelda's been up there. Pokemon, I'm so looking forward to Pokemon Sword and Shield. Watched oh. the director of that earlier. Oh, please, <laughs> give it to me now. Um, yeah, I, what other recent games i just finished borderlands the pre-sequel which i really love um but yeah a whole a whole mixed bag i'm really not fussy when it comes to games <laughs> i just so, enjoy like, all of them i've got uh, a question for yeah. you tazzy um so like for those out there that have no clue about like the world of like online gaming and streaming uh and that like what, what what does it take to kind of get into that space? Like, do you need to get like loads of kit? Um, like, did you have to kind of learn a bunch of stuff? Like, what what was all that about? And, and what so, was it like? 
it does depend on whether you're streaming as a hobby or if you sort of want to pursue a career in streaming but either way the getting started bit kind of is the same uh, to get started for most people they'll already have the equipment that they need to stream so if you have a playstation an xbox or a pc you can stream um a switch you'd need a pc to go alongside it and a capture card to stream but the rest you can just stream straight from them so like xbox you can stream to mixer uh the playstation you can stream to youtube or twitch straight from the get-go um you pretty much just need a headset <laughs> and your console or pc and you're good to go but in terms of if you want to grow you definitely need to look at getting more equipment um, the best thing is a webcam or relevant camera to your device <laughs> and a good quality headset or microphone. Uh, it, t it takes a lot of learning. I'm constantly learning about streaming all the time. I love learning about how to improve my streams, what I can do to draw people in, what I can do to make it more fun and more engaging. But on the whole, it's a really simple concept. It just takes passion. <laughs> really enjoy. I guess some perseverance as well yeah yeah and patience so much patience um, at first you're going to be streaming to no one and you have to learn to talk to yourself luckily enough for me I already talked to myself yeah. um, but that's the main thing uh, but in terms of streaming I do have a big thing coming up it's my birthday two days before gamepad on the 20th of June and I will be streaming from 1pm to 6pm with my family and we're going to be playing loads of games it's going to be so much fun and that will be on my twitch channel which oh, cool. is twitch.tv slash will there be cake that's the question yes the my mum is baking cake and there is going to be uh, so i'm i can't have dairy or soy uh, and my sister can't have wheat so there oh. is going to be a dairy free cake and then one that's just like pretty much everything free and super healthy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and there's going to be chicken and food and I don't know, maybe some mocktails. <laughs> Sounds awesome. So thanks for that. And again, please do check out um, Tazzy's links as well. Um, so you can go to linktr.ee forward slash Tazzy. That's T A double z triple i and you can basically find out all the different places where you can see tazzy and definitely log in to say happy birthday two days before gamepad so we're going to move on now uh last time we were talking a little bit about endgame um today we want to kind a of a little we talked a lot about endgame all right so a I just lot. Have to correct, correct that but... uh, you know, I, I had more to say, so I felt like I didn't really get much out. But <laughs> in any case, we are going to continue the discussion, but also talk about the MCU as a whole. So, having said that, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Endgame, or if you haven't seen any MCU <laughs> film yeah. in the last decade, this is not the show for you. Honestly... Yeah, please just pause this, you know, bookmark it. Um, in fact, send yourself um, a a like self-addressed envelope to come back to this because you'll probably be watching for a while, um, yeah. <laughs> and then and then watch all the MCU and then come back. So see you yeah. later. 
But um, for the rest of you that are still with us, we are going to talk uh, about Endgame. And we also want Tazzy's thoughts, because last time we didn't have Tazzy, and we want to know, Tazzy, what did you think of Endgame? And we're going to get into that now. So, so Tazzy, oh wait, what, what, what are your initial thoughts? Did you like it? Did you not oh like it? Oh my god, I loved it. Like... <laughs> I feel like my life has been leading up to this because it's been so long. (laughs) Um, And I need to see it again because my mind was completely blown. I missed loads of stuff. Um, I went to see it with my boyfriend and afterwards we're talking about it and there's things that he was saying to me that I was like, that happened? And that I was saying to him and he was like, I don't remember that bit. And I also uh, didn't watch Ant-Man and Wasp beforehand i watched it after uh, so that was upsetting <laughs> oh right so you missed that link that yeah key link. okay yeah they really should like say something or get something out there like if you haven't seen ant-man and wasp you might want to watch it yeah, yeah i mean i i was saying before we went to see it like i need to watch ant-man and wasp and um my boyfriend said to me no, it's fine. Don't worry about it. It's not going to be that big of a deal, is it? And I was like, it 100% is. Like, I can tell. I know I know my Marvel. <laughs> I need to watch it. He's like, no, it's fine. And somehow convinced me it was fine. So when we got to the end of that film, I just said, I told you so. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I can imagine that. Yeah, I was saying before on the last uh, episode. Oh, by the way, for those like listening to this one, um, yeah, like Lao said, we had a whole discussion and I gave a whole like synopsis of the film. So we went through all of that. You can check the first episode. But uh, one of the things I was saying is um, how I like that Ant-Man and the Wasp was key uh, to this film. Because I watched it, so I knew the, uh, the link when I saw it. But when I first went to see um, Ant-Man and the Wasp, and just Ant-Man in general, I kind of took it as the... It's going to sound bad. It's going to sound bad. I'm going to say it anyway. Uh, like the sideshow of the uh, MCU. Like I didn't feel... I, I enjoyed it. It was funny. Um, but I didn't feel it was necessarily consequential to the MCU. Uh, obviously, I was wrong. Uh, like so wrong. Um, but I just appreciated how just everything kind of linked together and adds something to the next one. I think that's something amazing that Marvel do. Uh, the way that they do, like everything is sort of linked in even with their tv shows um they mention things <laughs> yeah and oh i am a big fan of uh, the ant-man films um and i always get a little bit hurt when people say oh yeah they're not that great but then i understand like there's the rest of marvel which is amazing yeah right <laughs> and then there's ant-man which is a really good film but just like marvel standards are very high <laughs> so yeah they have set some high standards. Though. Do you know what, Tazzy? I'm going to come in with you, like, and I'm going to show my age, okay? So those of you that know will know I'm, where I'm coming from here. But I used to be a big Mask Rider fan, and Ant-Man was kind of Mask like Rider. That. Mask Rider. Do you, got, do you guys know Mask Rider? Uh, I will once I... Oh, I my goodness. Talking. So, all right. So we're going to have to go back again. But for the Power Ranger fans, the original... Power Ranger fans, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh. There was a period of time where a guy came along from some other planet and he was basically the Mask Rider. And then they started showing the Mask Rider TV show. Now, 
to be honest, the Mask Rider is effectively like Ant Man. He's a bug. He's a bug I type remember scene. now. I remember too. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it was a it was a serious show. Okay. Um, and actually, the funny thing about Mask Rider was, um, I believe that was actually the westernized version of another Japanese uh, superhero show called Carmen Rider, which you can check out. Um, and to be honest, it's, it's a really serious kind of kid superhero show. Um, like some really deep stuff happens. But anyway, I won't get into all of that. But because of all of that, I, I quite like the design and the general concept of Ant-Man. Um, okay. And I just thought it was a really funny film. I loved his friend. Um, I've forgotten his name already, but the one that tells all the stories. stories and, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Amazing. He just made me laugh so much. Um, and typically a character like that might annoy me, but he was just right. And the stories were done just right. So, yeah. I, I feel like it. he wasn't just there for comedic effect as well. He had actual impact on how the story went, uh, especially exactly. when Truth Serum was involved. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it, to be honest, man. I've got to tell you, like, it's awesome. And I feel like there's so much they could do with that franchise as well. Um, they've opened up so much, especially with this whole kind of. Um, I've forgotten what they call it, but this kind of interdimensional Oh, the stuff. multiverse. Yeah, they, they've, they, to be honest, in a way, they've kind of broke it, in a way. Um, they have and they haven't, but yeah. like, but too much could happen, basically. <laughs> yeah, they've, like, they've opened the door, like, kind of literally to, like, a whole bunch of stuff that could be happening. I, I read something um, or watched something that mentioned you know how you had the Into the Spider-Verse, they can yeah. bring like multiple Spider-Men um, into the MCU as well, just as an yeah. idea. Um, I don't know if that would like, blow people's minds or not, but... Have you watched the trailer for the new Spider-Man? I, I haven't watched the latest one, just because, you know, so, so on Endgame, one thing I did really appreciate is how in the trailer, they didn't give away a lot. Mm. So I was saying how once they killed Thor the first time um, it was kind of like oh I didn't see that coming I now have no idea what's going to happen like I'm in I'm engaged because now I want to know what's going to happen I'm not waiting to get to the next moment I saw in the trailer uh, so I quite like that so I did see the I think I saw the teaser in the first trailer of Spider-Man but now I was like you know what I'm, I'm sold like you already got my money like I'm, I'm coming yeah um, let me just like enjoy it and rather than try and dissect all the the trailers that are coming out um just mm. yeah enjoy what what's going to happen so i generally run a i don't watch trailers for films i already know i'm going to watch uh okay. <laughs> but i did watch the spider-man trailer because i was so hyped off anything <laughs> um mm. but uh, it was just interesting you talking about the multiverse because mm. it's kind of a concept that is touched on ah. in the new Spider-Man. Um, so they're already there. See yes. Marvel like one step ahead. Um, and I do feel like, well, like I don't know, is the MCU going to be like uh, the same multiverse? Like everything was very, uh, we all know it's leading to one thing. Or is it just like kind of going to break up and still be a multiverse, but kind of smaller multiverses inside yeah. Yeah. This multiverse inside multiverse, multiverse like <laughs> inception verse or something yeah I don't know. <laughs> like with um so with endgame tazzy what what were your favorite moments i was like asking people that question like things that stood out to you while you're watching favorite moments 
The one where Spider-Man passes the gauntlet on to uh, Captain Marvel um, and he's like, I'm, I'm not trying to be like offensive. How are you going to do this on your own? And she's just like, I'm not on my own. And just like all the strong female characters from the MCU yeah. are behind her. I feel like for me personally, that was like, oh, I'm so happy we have so many like... <laughs> female strong female characters that aren't just side characters they kind of all have very independent personalities Mm. so yeah that was my top moment (laughs) yeah to be honest i was kind of hoping that would go that that scene would continue for a little bit longer than it did um but obviously given the way things had to go they they had to give them just a little bit of time um to be honest that would be an interesting kind of spin-off um, if they decided to do something like that, but I guess they're not gonna because they've already kind of shut this chapter. I do I have two cool. other favorite moments. Sorry. Oh yeah, go for it. Go. For it. Um, so uh, one is overweight for <laughs> woman. <girl. laughs> Meet him, uh, and he threatens some kid on Fortnite. That was hilarious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and also the other bit was oh my god, I've forgotten now. It was just in my head, and now I've completely forgotten. No, it's gone. It's gone. It's, there were so many good moments there. There were. <laughs> I did like uh, the whole like Fat Thor thing, just as a comedy thing, but also just how, I guess, in in Thor's arc over the MCU, how he's dealt with the, the tragedy and how he's like took it, taking it personally, mm. um, and it just yeah happened to come out in like a um, a, fun, a funny way. To be honest, I just accepted him. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I I was like, yes, of course. He, what else would you expect him to do? Like, this is really sad what's happened. Yeah. You know? And, he lost um, everyone. I was, I was half hoping that perhaps he would train and lose the weight. But... So apparently, uh, I read this, that he had to fight to keep Thor fat. I think, uh, according to the source I read, is um, Marvel wanted to have a bit where Thor does actually return back to normal. But uh, Chris Hemsworth thought for to keep the character as it as it was i think it was great i think it was great just to add this other layer to like superheroes um that they are still i mean i know four's not actually human but um in the in the sort of mental sense um Mm. that they are still just beings like they have emotions um and they're just as like it's still possible for them to have down moments and um i feel like uh, he went into a bit of depression and especially for a male character as well I feel like it was important I mean it was a very comical way of doing it but I feel like there's a really deep message there yeah. uh, that is important to so just see that happening yeah, yeah I agree with that that's a, good, that's a really good point and there was a yeah. touching moment as well when he went to see his mum as well mm. and where he kind of healed from that experience having kind of met his mum and yeah, that was actually a, a moment I enjoyed because you kind of saw him uh, c- come into terms with what had happened, what was going to happen to her. Uh, I think he didn't really forgive himself for the loss of his mother um, as well. And I, I think all of those kind of moments sort of helped to add the, all the different layers to four and kind of resolve some of those, um, I don't know what you call it, but... I guess it's kind of part of his emotional story arc, because if you, I don't know if you guys have like 
uh, kind of well, you must have seen Ragnarok, right? So like, yeah, he went through a lot of stuff that as well. His yeah. dad died. I mean, he's gone through a lot of stuff. Yeah, think about it. Like, he's really dysfunctional family. Um, <laughs> so like, it was it was quite deep. It was actually quite deep. So that's a really good point, Tazzy. Like, and I suppose it was a good move actually keeping him fat as well. Like, just you know, there's there's no need to have to kind of have a nice clean cut um, for and in a way um, one one could argue that that might have been one of the reasons he couldn't deal with Thanos um, as well okay. as yeah. I don't know that's up for debate I suppose yeah but, mm-hmm. another say, plus is that it um, it does make Thor cosplay a lot more attainable uh, more people. <laughs> like just on that alone like, I think I saw at least one Fat Four at um, MCM actually. I saw like I saw six. a really good Fat Four at MCM. It was like perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know that person like just saw as soon as like Thor came in, it's like, yep, going to Comic Con. Put the ticket right there and then. 100%. There was a lot of good character development that I really do not like um, Smart Hulk. <laughs> oh, you didn't like um, that? Talk to me. Uh, as soon as as soon as Banner came on screen, I was like, I hate it. Wow. <laughs> I really enjoy like the Hulk's character, like the fact that there's Banner and Hulk, and there yeah. is this whole complex thing going on uh, that you know he's got these two different personalities, and they kind of uh, are like quite complex. And in Ragnarok, we see um, it just being Hulk um, and Hulk having Hulk's own personality um, yeah. and actually being more than just Hulk smash uh, <laughs> yeah and I feel like I wanted them to just sort of have peace with that they are both the same person but two different people at the same time mm. um, and okay. I don't know like I, I love that about it I think it it it's, I don't know, like I sort of relate with how my brain works that I can, I feel like two different people sometimes um, and yeah. then I was like ah, oh, you're just, you're just this hybrid now, like you're just, you're too good yeah. <laughs> can't relate can't re- oh, okay, that's interesting yeah, I can't relate to that character anymore I feel like, I don't know, I feel like they've not, maybe mishandled Thor a bit, I didn't mind it but I just feel um, well even from Infinity War how Hulk kind of got dealt with and it never recovered uh, quite. So maybe that's how it, it led to sort of um, his character in Endgame. But that's an interesting point. Um, I have nothing to add to that, to be honest. Um, I kind of found him funny. Um, the only thing, my only gripe really was more the fact that Hulk is incredibly powerful and didn't really feature in the final battle. But, you know, yeah, we'll, we'll deal with that. In another time, another story, podcast, who knows? Um, so, top five MCU films for each person, starting with Tazzy. Oh. <laughs> top five MCU. Oh my god, this is such a hard question because it like depends. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna go with the Outlier and go with Ant Man. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then 
I feel like Iron Man 2. Mm. Uh, the first Avengers. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is pressure. No, this is this like. This is so much pressure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's been recorded for, for all of eternity. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then um, Civil War and Black Panther. I nearly missed Black Panther and I would have been upset. Um, yeah, 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 that <laughs> might have got you kicked off the podcast. I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> go. <laughs> uh, wait, can I go next? Yes, you can. Okay. Um, so, in no particular order, uh, I'm going to start with Black Panther. Cool. Let's put that in there. Uh, I'm going to put in... Actually, you know what? This is harder than it, than it looks. Uh, <laughs> um, let me think about this. Um, so I really liked Civil War. Um, and I liked it because it, I felt it dealt with uh, uh, an issue. The whole should you know, people with superpowers be regulated. I like that. Uh, I like that dealt with it and got to a personal issue between Captain America and uh, Iron Man. So I'm going to put that in there. Um, I'm going to put in... I'm going to put in the first Iron Man for maybe for sentimental reasons i don't know it's going in there um okay. yeah spider-man homecoming um cool. i really like that just because i mean it was good on its own um but i felt to recover from the previous iteration deserve extra brownie points for that one more okay i'm gonna put the first avengers in there okay yeah yeah i see you there's my top five in no particular order cool well that's given me enough time to think so thank you both <laughs> um but to be honest it's not that difficult picking up the first lot so i loved infinity war um for just so many reasons i can't go into we've got doctor strange of course just oh, has yeah. to be. it just has yeah, to i know be. <laughs> um, Wait, i I like this. Isn't being recorded, right? This is like this is still the pre recorded bit. Sorry, <laughs> you've got Iron Man 3. Um, I like the third one, I thought it was really cool. Um, I liked Ragnarok. Oh my goodness. Um, yeah, it's just it was just the best. I just wasn't ready for that film. <laughs> I was like, what is this? Where did this come from? Who made this? Like, it was just amazing. Um, and then I'd say Civil War as well, just smashed it for me. I was like, this is, this got me excited. Like, you know, and this was in the run up to Black Panther and yeah, it didn't make it my, in my top five, but it, it definitely got me ready for it. So yeah, those are my top five. I'd watch those again easily. In fact, I've even seen, um, Doctor Strange this year again. I was quite happy to watch it because it's just okay. such a cool film. So yeah, those are my top five. And um, just before we move on, very quickly, last question. Who would we like to see from this point forward? The MCU going, like, well, in the next phase of the MCU, what would you like to see? What are you looking forward to? Um, whether it's a film or a character. So I guess we get one each. Just keep okay. it. Um, I want to see Doctor Doom. Okay. as the next villain yeah that's it that's all i had you said one thing right yeah yeah, yeah. just, just like <laughs> i guess we could go into why but you know oh i didn't realize no no <laughs> we'll just like i'll just let that 
hang and let that people, you know, deal with that. I think you spoke a bit about it in the last podcast, though. To I did. Yeah, I did. So, all right, fair enough, Doctor Doom. What about you, Tessie? Um, I'm gonna go with Phil. Um, um, it's kind of just a carry on from the current phase, but I'm looking forward to the next Guardians of the Galaxy when we finally eventually get that. Um, because I love their adventures, and I'm curious as to where they're going with uh, you know, new Gamora slash old Gamora. I don't know what oh, to yeah. say. <laughs> um, yeah, I want to see Thor and Star Lord. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I want to see that relationship continue as well. So oh, that's going to be so funny. I feel like it's the new uh, new Iron Man Captain America relationship. It is, yeah. That's a good shout. Yeah, which I love. <laughs> mm, I think for me, it has to be the Silver Surfer. Bring the Silver Surfer already. I've been waiting all my life since <laughs> I saw the cartoon, like way back when. And I was like, this is too much, guys. Just make mm-hmm. the film already. Um, and let us not even speak about that film, which will never be mentioned. Nope. <laughs> okay. Don't know what you're talking about. I, no want, I want the next. Like, I want Christopher Nolan on this thing, man. Yeah, okay. <laughs> like, Someone call Chris. <laughs> yeah. Because like, that, yeah, that would be awesome. So that's my one. Um, we have to move on to the next segment. But I think that was quite fun. Um, but now we're actually going to just dive into some story tips. Yeah, so um, I thought as we're talking about MCU and the whole idea of this shared universe, um, we can look into that for people who are thinking of writing stories or maybe on their way to writing stories that exist within the shared universe, maybe share some of our like, experiences in doing that with My Matter. Uh, maybe things to keep in mind um, if you're if you're going that way, um, and like you know, Tazzy, you can jump in with uh, any thoughts from like experience in MCU over the past decade. I was trying to think about what makes a good shared universe, and I feel pretty much you're you're learning, you know, love it or hate, you're learning from the MCU because I feel they've done such a good job, and they've done a in a weird way, a, a better job than they needed to, because they could have made films that you know were terrible and still make a lot of money with them. They could have put in a lot less effort. Um, but feel the fact that they had, and this is getting to the first tip, um, uh, a an overseer like uh, Kevin Feige, just looking over everything that happens in the universe. So kind of made me think that as a writer, as a creator of a story, um, you really need that big picture view of Mm. your universe and without needing to know everything that happens at every point, but have some general idea of of how this, um, how people live in your universe and what stories could be told. Uh, So I know like with the MCU, there were a lot of points where things sort of came organically maybe or you know last minute decisions and all that but in a general sense they had a good idea of what they were trying to do so I feel like um, if you're trying to create that shared universe um, take a bird's eye view um, for for your first step and that's kind of what we did for my matter in a sense right from the beginning we've 
sort of looked at this television network universe uh, and thought, you know, what kind of stories can exist and how do these characters um, exist in this universe? Yeah, I think you definitely have to start at that level. And one thing I would say is you've got to set some basic rules that cannot be broken for your universe because that it does put some restrictions on you, but it helps you to um, come up with creative ideas because one of the things you find is with with restrictions that that kind of is the breeding ground for creativity, you know? So, like, for example, some of the things we had to ask ourselves um, was, like, are these characters in our stories, um, like, just the characters themselves, or are they actors playing the characters? Oh, yeah. Stuff did we like ever that. answer that? Yeah, we did answer Yeah, yeah, yeah they're, they're yeah, actors yeah. playing yeah, characters. Yeah. Apart from the Samurai Chef, who's the only exception. Because yeah. Samurai Chef's like a reality TV show. Yeah. So it's quite, it's quite a funny one. And I think another... So if like that first tip was looking at a, a bird's eye view, um, if you go like right down into uh, the ground level and start with a, a good property. So we kind of, you know, to be honest, we kind of fell into this uh, in a way. But even if you look at the MCU, it all started with Iron Man. And I think Iron Man was something that was... I mean, you never make a film like thinking it's going to be bad, but I'm, I'm not sure they expected it such the reaction. Um, and that kind of kicked off um, everything from there, from the Avengers and, uh, and onwards. So for us, we had the Samurai Chef. And I say we sort of fell into it because when we first started, we wanted to do all four... Uh, comic, initial comic story ideas uh, at once and without going into that whole story that kind of that failed and then it forced us to focus on one but out of that it took us from a place where we had no stories to a place where we had one uh, good story that people can actually get into and I think for people creating shared universes you can because there's just so much to think about you can get stuck into a place where you can't move forward because you're trying to think of every little thing and how it links and feel that has to be perfect before you go and do that story but because we were forced to put something out and we focused on a samurai chef we got a story out and then we went from there so that would be the the other tip that i'd um i'd throw out there in that um, you can have the, the grand view for your shared universe, but at the end of the day, you need to get something out, yeah. um, something that people can get into and then take the next step. So once you've got your, your big picture, like focus in on one story and tell that one story re really well, um, get that out and then build on that from there. I have yeah. like a point to build on from that. Um, which is something that MCU have done. It's like, you don't always have to give all of the information. Um, you can leave yeah. some detail out so that later on when you need to make space for maybe new characters um, or characters you didn't expect to be in your universe you can add like oh they were actually here uh, you just didn't see them it was slightly off camera you know what I mean yeah kind of builds anticipation as well because people are like oh well, actually what happened and then you can fill that in with another story yeah I mean like these are the sort of things that you know they don't necessarily just come to you. Like, I think it does help to look into some of these different storytelling approaches, like building suspense, um, you know, kind of 
reordering information to kind of throw off readers and stuff like that. And if you if you're aware of these techniques, it can help you, um, and it can also free you from like as you said, Nigel, just like having to f do so much and you get into all this detail you know, that you don't actually produce anything. But one tip I would also say, which I think is really useful, is also just to have someone to bounce your ideas off because like this this MCU, like it wasn't just one person. Even though there was one person overseeing the whole thing, there's people working on individual movies. I think even some actors try to have their own say in certain bits. And like it's a whole team of people. I'm not saying that you know you need a whole team of per people if you want to do your own story and create your own universe, but it does help to have at least one person to kind of bounce things off because they'll see things you won't. And also, it's just a nice way of gauging like whether this universe is coming together in the way you imagined it or not. Yeah. 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 Uh, speaking of or not, uh, things to avoid. Um what DC are doing or have done in, <laughs> in, in short. Um, I know I'm going to like anger people with this, but um, I feel it's just a comparison, at least in the cinematic uh, universes of how each has treated their shared universe. Um, and I feel with uh, DC, they are, or they have, um, I'll, you know, ever optimistic that they can sort out and, um, and improve, but based on a past experience, what they've done is rush through things to get to the end point. So case in point with the Justice League, where you had Avengers that built up individual character stories through uh, Iron Man, obviously Captain America, um, and even with Black Widow and Hawkeye, who didn't get their own uh, films, but were introduced in previous solo uh, efforts, you had that build up. So by the point by the time you got to the first Avengers, uh, audiences were engaged with the uh, with the characters and their characters' stories. Whereas what DC did is kind of, I felt what I did in my mind, I, I feel like uh, I've got this image of a uh, DC or Warner Brothers executive uh, in the bushes with like a uh, binoculars, set of binoculars looking over <laughs> at Marvel, uh, not quite seeing how they got there, just seeing the end result and making notes saying we need ensemble film and I just went and did that and you see the results so they didn't take the time um, or you know they didn't plan to how are we going to actually get people engaged in these um, in these characters I felt they just wanted to put these characters that people some know obviously Batman Superman uh, Wonder Woman but maybe lesser known ones uh, Cyborg uh, The Flash at least in cinematic terms um, and just put them together, make a film, put it out, and make some money from it. That's how it came across. And you see the result where people are just less engaged because the product is not as good, the story uh, yeah. is, is barely there. So um, I guess a last point on, on shared universes, other than just don't do what DC did, is uh, take your time with it. Uh, so these are like when you're building that, shared universe um, with all these different stories mm. uh, take your time to plan it out and execute obviously maybe not as long as uh, George R. R. Martin I don't think like <laughs> we necessarily got all that time you don't need to take like that long but find a nice balance between DC and George R. R. Martin that's my advice 
what can I say? I haven't even seen Justice League. I'll probably watch Aquaman before I watch Justice League. But for those of you that haven't seen the films, Aquaman came out after Justice League. So yeah, should have come out that, before. That, that tells you everything. But I will say this, Nigel. Um, on Now TV, yeah. Justice League has like four and a half stars, five stars. Nope, don't believe it. Well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I, I haven't seen the film. I can't say nope, that. I haven't seen the film. All I so, know is it's, it's the star rating is, is high. So who, no, people who is that? that, who, well, is that people? It's just random, random people that are watching right. the film. The most on... random people. <laughs> so I think with uh, how DC have done it, it's not really like a collective cinematic universe. It's kind of like we have these characters. Uh, let's put them in a film together, but it's not actually relevant to like a a universe. Like there's no exactly. there's no rules. But I think uh, Justice League was a good film on its own. Um, so if people don't like haven't really like I didn't watch Batman versus Superman beforehand. I'm not really big oh, on DC films. Don't get me started on that one. Um, I think they're <laughs> I I don't enjoy DC films as much. I think I don't think they're that good. Um, <laughs> but I like most of the Batman films. Um, they don't they don't have the magic uh, like Marvel. But then I really like the TV shows. Um, not a, not a DC hater. I do like them both equally. Yeah. Just <laughs> different reasons. Don't hate me. Um, but yeah, I feel like it's just a, a standalone film. Um, and then Aquaman was amazing. Um, if they put that before Justice League, I do think more hype would have existed. Mm. But I feel like they have a chance to kind of like catch up. They have some great characters there that they can just, you know, work Here, on. Here's the problem, and I think I'll, I'm going to finish with this. They didn't need to do this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. Agreed. <laughs> they didn't need <laughs> to do it. What are they doing? Like, it almost seems like now they get it with this whole Joker film, and they're like, you know what? Let's just focus on a franchise we know. Uh, a little bit better. We've been dealing with this franchise for decades now. Let's focus on that. So they've gone, they're, they're doing Joker. And I hope, I just hope that, you know, you know, beyond the film being good, I reckon it'll be a good film, actually. I reckon it'll be a hit. But I just hope that beyond that film, they continue to just take their time and establish a particular franchise. You know, get it to gold standard level and then move on like you know and no there's no need to do crossovers there's really not that marvel did it because you know it it came naturally it just yeah, worked it, it, it worked <laughs> it came actually worked and i think they planned it from the outset right when you look yeah. at the films you can see they had it in mind to do this yeah whereas when another a studio comes along and tries to copy it like without considering well hold on what does it take to actually do this well, you, you see the results. And I'm not saying I'm not saying that the films are bad. I'm just saying like look at the, the numbers. You know, numbers don't lie. So, so yeah. Anyway, I'm hoping that DC um kind of bring it around. Um I'm personally a Superman Batman fan, um and in terms of the characters themselves. I also like the I the Flash as a character and yeah. the other characters I've never really read, so I can't really speak much for it. Personally, I think Batman has enough in that universe to just keep going. They could have done with the Batman universe what Marvel did with MCU. 
in the mm. sense of there was enough richness in there to make a number of films. They could have done a Scarecrow film. They could have done a Penguin film if they wanted to. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And then have a face-off and, yeah, and then maybe bring in a few cameos here and there, you know, mm. once they kind of found their balance. But anyway, that's all I'm going to say on the matter. Um, <laughs> it's actually time to move on to feedback and questions. But I'm just looking at my prompter and we actually don't have any feedback or questions so this is your opportunity dear listener to give us feedback to give us questions we want to make this show as fun as engaging as interesting as possible and if you do have if you do have any questions whatsoever about story about us or just you know share opinion or how we just savage DC universe yeah send them in yeah I mean like yeah to be honest yeah just Say what you want. Like we want to hear, good or bad. Just, just give us your feedback because I think that's what helps us to kind of have a conversation. And you know, we're all better for it. We hope. Um, so, yeah, no questions today, but hopefully next time. Anyhow, um, that is all we have time for. Wait, actually, week. before you end oh. it, can I just say something? So I've been thinking long and hard about this, and Ooh. I would like to swap out Iron Man. <laughs> No swapsies. No, no. For, for Infinity War. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm taking out the sentimental vote. Putting in Infinity War. That's it. It's done. It's recorded. It's on tape. Go. Okay, you know can what? I swap mine out though? Because I'm yeah. thinking about it. <laughs> oh, what's your swap then? I'm swapping um, Civil War for Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Oh. I completely forgot that Guardians of the Galaxy is part of MCU. <laughs> It's just so big. To me, they're just such great films on their own. That is mad. You know, I'm a a Guardians fan. But, you know, I'm a Guardians fan because I'm a Mass Effect fan and a KOTOR (laughs) fan. And those of you that know those games should should see the link. It's it's pretty obvious. Um, Because they're basically all the same thing with different skin. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. Anything else before I wrap up this show? I know we're just so eager. No, that was it. I just had needed to get that off my chest. (laughs) Okay, well, that's the end of the show, guys. But before we go, um, I just want to let you guys know that the podcast is released first for all of our dear Patreons. So they'll get this 24 hours before anyone else. And then this will be available on SoundCloud. So if you are a patron, we just want to say a big thanks. We love you guys. Thanks for supporting us. And if you're not a patron, we'd love for you to join the family. You know, you're going to get exclusives from us. You get access to us. You don't get, like, personal access, like, you know, our phone numbers. But you get access, (laughs) some kind of access. That would be an expensive Um, tier, though. It it would be a very expensive tier. I don't know. Well, I have to charge for that. I have to speak to Mrs. K. So, (laughs) yeah, let's see what she has to say about that. But (laughs) we we can talk. Um... (laughs) But um, yeah, you definitely check out our stories on the website, mayamada.com forward slash manga. Please don't forget to check out Tazzy. She's awesome. Um, and that is basically linktree forward slash Tazzy. And that's with free eyes. And also on 22nd of June, we've got Gamepad coming up. So if you haven't got your tickets and you'd like to go out for a fun community gaming event, it's gamepad.events with an S at the end. That's gamepad.events. And 
I think we'll also just have a quick plug of the next show. Nigel, who do we have next time? What, what's happening? Oh, yeah. Uh, so we're going to be talking about E3 and interesting video game stories from that show, as well as just the general uh, impressions from the show. So we're going to be joined by, we've got two guests on. So Shave from um, Level Up, Link Up, and Annabelle from Melanin Gamers uh, are going to be joining us for the show. Awesome. Can't wait for that. And to be honest, uh, you know what? Like, I, I confess, I've been so out of touch with games. I, I wasn't even sure if E3 had happened or not. I just kept... I get news alerts these days. So, like, all right. Uh, I know this much, yeah? It was announced today that Shemmy 3 has been delayed again. Um, so... Okay, but, I missed that. So this is going to be an education for both of us. Hey, just saying. So I get alerts, <laughs> but I was like, oh, is it E3? Why am I getting all these video game news alerts? I don't know. So obviously I need to kind of sort that out for the next show. Otherwise it's going to be pretty one-sided from my side. Um, but um, yeah, I, the last thing I wanted to remind you guys is that our email address is feedback at myamada.com for any feedback. And again, this will be two episodes twice a month, Tuesdays on Patreon and 24 hours later for everyone else. So remember to check us out at mymatter.com forward slash podcast. And see you all next time. Thank you very much. Ooh, see ya. Bye. Thank you for having me.